You're listening to From the Vault, the best of the Beyond Infinity radio show. Where we look back over some of the most interesting science and tech stories we've covered over the years. And you are listening to From the Vault. Piers Cunningham with you. Uh, Looking at Facebook, taking a little bit of a look back over the topics that we've covered that relate to Facebook over the last few years that we've been doing the show. The first one is about the changing usage of Facebook. Now, we recorded this back in October 2018. A survey of British school kids showed that 63% would be happy if social media had never been invented. Other studies suggest that younger crew are becoming disenchanted with Facebook, while older generations are getting on board. Now, John, you've got a pretty interesting story about sort of a waning and increasing use of Facebook. Yeah, look, it's uh, an interesting report has come out of England, and it seems to uh, it seems to be applied across the globe, particularly for the younger generation, Generation Z, the um, the youngest users of social media. Mm. And it shows uh, that there's potentially a decline in the usership or it's that people that are currently using that, which are of the younger audience, so 12 to 18-year-olds, for example, um, are looking to maybe uh, leave Facebook. Now, we've reported on this sort of the waning and uh, growing interests of, of social media over the years. Uh, I think previously we reported on Cambridge Analytica and the scandal that happened there and and initially there was some thought about people abandoning Facebook and that's it, they're going to go away and then shortly after, only about two months I think it was, another report came out to say, well, no, there was a small blip and then people are back. But that was looking more so at the long-term existing users of the social networks there. What this report has uh, has looked at uh, is, is more of new users, the younger users, and suggesting that people just don't really see the benefit in it. For example, um, Isabel, an 18-year-old student from Bedfordshire who doesn't want to disclose her name, turned against social media when her classmate became zombified. Everyone switched off from the conversation. It became, can I have your number to text you? Something got lost in terms of speaking face-to-face. And she thought, I don't really want to be swept up in that. Mm. And so that seems to be kind of the, the, the underlying sort of message that the younger generation don't want to be caught up in, in this wasting time of, um, so yeah. not not necessarily related to bad news or unfavourable news like Cambridge Analytica. In fact, there was another example of a similar thing happening, not for political purposes, but also private information being yeah, used. Yeah, the data by, mining side of Data things. mining. Yeah. And in fact, I was just looking at their share price over the last three months their share price is down nearly 20%. So there has been a bit of a hit to Facebook, whether it's uh, whether that's reflected by users who are becoming disenchanted with the service is another separate issue. Look, on, on a macro level, you could say that the influence of Cambridge Analytica or data mining uh, certainly has an influence, and that's shown in the share price. People lose confidence necessarily in the company's ability to, yep. to protect the data. Mm. But on a micro level, on that personal level, mm. it, it, even like I look at it, it comes down to you know sometimes I think, what am I doing? doing on mm. here? What, why am I spending this time? I open the phone, I open open Facebook and I flick through the news feed, I close down the phone, five minutes later I open it up and there's nothing new. What am I doing? But it's, it is something that, you know, I've you know, I've grown up with this. I'm a digital native, um, you know, born in the early 80s, Gen X, and it's, I think t- today is the 20th anniversary of Google. You know, I was around before Google was around and I saw AltaVista and Ask Jeeves and all the other search engines. And so I've grown up with every single iteration of Google. And it's to a point now where it's like, this is, a, this is an amazing tool. Whereas young people, those born in the mid-90s or later, um, 
this sort of thing has been around for them in quite a, uh, a robust, strong way mm. that uh, they haven't necessarily seen the the improvements along the way. And so they're looking; at, they're just sort of they're coming into an established uh, area. They think, hang on, what, what what is this? What's going on? Whereas you know, me uh, personally, it's sort of it's the iteration, that slow build up. And I think in a way, look on the one side, that's good because it's oh, I want this, I want this, I want this. Um, but on the other hand, now it's like oh, I have this, I have it all. Um, and I'm somewhat addicted to it, I guess, mm. yeah. Mm. Uh, look, just going back to the survey, it found that uh, in 2017, the survey of British school children found that 63% would be happy if social media had never been invented. Uh, another survey of 9,000 internet users from the research firm Ampere Analysis found that people aged 18 to 24 had significantly changed their attitudes towards social media in the past two years, whereas 66% of this demographic agreed with the statement, social media is important to me in 2016. Only 57% make this claim today. So, you know, we're not saying that everybody's going to jump off, but there is a declining number there, 66% a couple of years ago, down to 57% now, saying that it's important. Mm. But when you look at the overall numbers of social media uh, usage, it's either on the slight increase or it's, you know, fairly steady. So to account for that, we need to look at the other demographics. And among the 45-plus age bracket, the proportion who value social media has increased from 23% to 28% in the past year. So it's showing that there's a decline in the younger people, but then there's an increase in in the older generation. Now, I I guess you can look at it that um, maybe older people are looking for photos of their family and friends that maybe they don't have the sort of the access that the the younger generation uh, have these days. Uh, Maybe they're not going out as much. You know, younger generation might be at uh, school, university, and they've got a, a bigger circle of friends, potentially, whereas uh, an older generation, their friends may be more distant. Uh, you know, they've known a lot more people over their lifetime, but they might be they might have travelled, they might have moved to a different location. So social media can help in that aspect by uh, connecting you. So I, I can see maybe that as uh, one of the reasons. Yeah. Look, the study did suggest that people born after 1995, half of those surveyed stated they would quit or were considering quitting at least one social media uh, platform. Uh, look, it, it's, I can see that it comes down to, um, uh, you know, being happy, you know, getting joy from it. There are some people that use Instagram just to post that perfect photo so they can get just the instant likes. And if they don't get the likes, they're disappointed. Um, but even creating that, that post might take hours. You might think, oh, they've just put a photo up and a few hashtags and a, a small message. But crafting that perfect post potentially could be, you know, three or four hours of someone actually thinking, what am I, you know, what am I going to put up there? What's going to grab the attention? Mm. So it, it, this is where people, and I've said it before, um, that, oh, social media is so easy, you should be involved in it. But I think in a way it is a matter of uh, taking a step back and and reviewing what platforms are you on? Um, how much time do you really want to invest in it versus how much time should you be actually meeting in person with somebody mm. and getting a better experience uh, potentially rather than just chasing, chasing a like um, or an upvote or a retweet or a smiley face on Facebook? I mean, what, you know, look back 12 months ago at all of those upvotes, retweets and things. What has that meant for you today? Does it, is it much? Did you, you might have gained that instant gratification, but are you getting it now? So I 
I think that's what plays into this. Um, Absolutely, this people leaving. There is talk about it, it being a source of anxiety, actually, in in younger people, because it's either it's that anxiety to put the right post up there and to get the right response that you're talking about, or it's the anxiety of seeing other people who they who they I don't know they feel jealous of or they feel sour grapes about or that sort of thing as well. It's that kind of comparison that people make using social media, which is can be very unfortunate, very destructive. We've got a podcast on our website, which is called um, "Does Facebook Make You Unhappy?" Yeah, you know. So, so this has actually been a, an issue that's been around for a while, and that's obviously right. the effect of, of screen time alone, mm-hmm. you know, just on you, and and that that you know that time that you're allocating to screen time versus actually going out there and having face to face. You know, contact with people, sport, whatever it is, going yeah. and meeting someone down the local park, or walking the dog, or doing something which doesn't involve sort of indoors being exposed to that blue light of a screen is is um, is something that's kind of fallen by the wayside a bit. And, and look, and there's there are certain benefits. There are definitely benefits to the internet and social media. Um, there are great causes that you can um, that you're brought awareness to and you donate to. There was the um, I think the Palmer for a Farmer was more out of a, um, a social media campaign that you know, really grew. And mm. there's other campaigns, plenty of around the globe that mm. anything from that micro level through to you know helping your neighbor uh, to major organizations uh, you know helping to feed the, the hungry of Africa etc all mm. that, that there is definitely that element of it but there is also the bad side the vitriol that the trolls the the negativity that that happens and in a way that um, that, that I can see that it is actually increasing a lot because it's easier to to hide behind this mm. anonymous persona mm. uh, the world is divided has been for you know generations uh, but it is even more highlighted when you've got these echo chambers of um, you know people that are focused on a particular ideal uh, an idea and they think that their voice should be heard and therefore shout the loudest and and, and will shout down anybody else that doesn't agree with him. Yep, exactly. And hence that you know the, the difficulty of actually giving up because these these apps are designed to keep you hooked. And then even to trying to delete your the data that you've got up there, you might decide, okay, I've had enough of Facebook or Instagram and I'm I'm out. But actually trying to get your information off and permanently off yeah. and in a sort of satisfactory way where you don't think it's there. I mean, I, I thought I deleted a Twitter account and it's still there. And that was years ago. You know, and so I, the, the, the data is, is stored. And I think in a way that's probably also what young people are concerned about. It's like, well, why do I want to put, post all this information? What is the benefit to it? Okay, great. I get to post a few photos up. But if another third party is keeping my details or if that information is going to be sold or what if I don't want this photo to be shown in 10 years? I mean, there, there are parents that have um, posted the, you know, their, their children doing silly things as babies up through to young teenagers mm. on their own personal Facebook pages does the child really they don't get a say in that do no. they really want that up there yeah. so this I think from you know people that, that are of that younger age bracket we'd be interested to hear from listeners if you're uh, have quit so- some social media or considering quitting um, and what sort of age you know demographic you fit into is it something that you see as an absolute benefit in your life or are you seeing it as uh, you know maybe a little bit you know, passe. You don't really want to be involved in it any longer because of the uh, the waste of time, potentially the negativity, as you say, the anxiety, the negative effects of the well being of adolescents. Um, you know, anybody really. Mm. You know, apparently in the uh, a survey of the US, or between thirteen to eighteen year olds, linked social media or heavy social media use to depression and suicide, and particularly in girls. Forty one percent of Gen Z teens surveyed by Hill Holiday, another different uh, reporting firm, reported that social media. Uh, made them feel anxious, sad, or depressed. Yeah. So, look, 
in balance, sure. If if it's just a matter of uh, connecting with a couple of people, how you're going, what's what's happening, what's the news, great. But if you're spending too much time on it, I, I think you will understand. Or we'll probably get into that point where you're getting sad and depressed. And if that's the if that's the case, uh, seek help. Re- reach out. Yeah. Mm, good good advice. And if you'd like to send us a tweet and give us your thoughts on this story, you can contact us at at infinity P is our Twitter handle. If you'd like to uh, get us on that, I, I'll, I won't mention the Facebook one for now. <laughs> Beyond Infinity. Interested in gadgets, the web, high tech, or astronomy? Beyond Infinity. Beyond Infinity on Tuesdays from 11 a.m., your weekly fix of science and technology on Radio Port Phillip. Join me, Piers Cunningham, for all the latest. See you then. And welcome back to From the Vault, the best of Beyond Infinity. And we are talking about Facebook today. We're looking back over different stories that we've done, looking at that social media behemoth that uh, uh, I think it has about 2 billion people using it on a monthly basis, which is just unbelievable given the population is about 7 billion. So that would be a very big chunk of the, the world's adult population, crosses all borders, demographics, international boundaries. The next piece I thought I'd play is uh, a bit about Mark Zuckerberg uh, getting hauled in front of Congress and also how to de-stress from Facebook. A Queensland University study found that limiting time on Facebook reduces levels of the stress hormone cortisol, while Facebook boss Mark Zuckerberg was given a grilling at Congress. Regulation of the social behemoth seemed more likely nowadays as millions around the world are notified their data was misused. This was recorded back in April 2018. Quitting Facebook can actually allow you to de-stress. So researchers at Australia's University of Queensland have found that when you get pretty keen on Facebook, it can actually be good for your mental health to quit and you'll feel that there's less stress involved. The research also found that people miss it. They may have not quite as... Uh, yeah, what am I losing out on? Yeah, right? there's yeah. a sense of loss of well-being, but that's a temporary thing. You get over that. So so if you've been thinking that, you know, maybe you, you get on the phone in the morning and you're scrolling through your Facebook feed and somehow you, that may not actually be doing you that much good. Apparently it's to do with the levels of cortisol, which is a stress hormone that is in your body. If you give up Facebook, it's been shown that that drops in your body. Mm. Is that, is that just purely for Facebook? Or well, does that well, talk about all social networks? Well, they don't. The researchers actually say that this same reduction in cortisol levels may apply if you give up other social networking platforms like WhatsApp, Instagram, or Twitter, among others. Well, one thing that I did find actually online was that Instagram has ranked the worst social network for young people's health. So really? It's more because it's purely photo-based. There was a survey of 1,479 youngsters aged between 14 to 24, and they found that Instagram was positive in terms of self-expression and self-identity. However, when they were asked to score the impact on their anxiety and loneliness and community building, they found that Instagram was sort of the worst offender in terms of how they felt about sort of life in general around those sort of It's interesting, isn't it? And Instagram's the photo-based one, so maybe it's that, I wish wish that was me. You only promote the the best pictures. You know, if you're away on a beach somewhere and then you put that up and say, look where I am, all the people following it go, well, I wish I was there. That's kind of like, oh, I'm just stuck here behind a desk working 
driving, it's a hot day and I'm in a hot car driving, you know, whatever that scenario is, and you're not sitting out on the beach and enjoying, a, you know, some cocktail out there. So I think that's where some of this anxiety and social pressure and unhappiness can come from because you're only seeing the best pictures put forward from other people. And the study's actually been done by the University School of Psychology. So it is amazing, the psychological effects of using social media on a regular basis. There's a lot of stuff that we're only yet to really understand and unfortunately not all of it's that good Mm. by the sound of things now on the subject of facebook if you've ever sent an instant message or a direct message through facebook and then you kind of regret sending it and gone oh gee i wish i could undo that now gmail has a feature very briefly which allows you to uh, you can you can set it up it used to be in beta years ago and i think it's now just a standard feature that you can opt into so you've got to to only by the web browser that's right only by not by by your phone it's a delayed it just gives you 30 seconds and you can see it at the top of your screen and once that's done then the thing can't be unsent Mm -hmm. but it does give you that that at least 30 seconds buffer so similar things being proposed and this is apparently following in 2014 mark zuckerberg and uh, a few other top executives at facebook were actually being able to do this using an unsend feature or that was mm. was designed sort of for them to take some messages down and because that fact was made public they're sort of saying okay well, we'll make this available to everyone everyone who uses facebook um, as i said it'll, it'll have to be on a timer of some description mm. Facebook is also going to verify advertisers' identity. If you wanted to run a political ad or a so-called issue ad, you are going to be required to verify yourself. And this is this obviously is part of the Honest Ads Act, isn't it? They've thrown their weight behind the Honest Ads Act, which is going to apply to digital advertising generally. It's the law catching up with the fact that digital advertising has really taken over from print advertising. And print advertising used to have this kind of stuff applied to mm-hmm. it, but they hadn't actually caught up and applied it to digital. So it's, it's interesting they use the number, you've got to spend more than $500. If you're spending less than that, your ads are probably not being effective. So if you're spending under $500 a month, then Facebook is essentially saying, well, you're actually not having much influence on this and therefore we don't need to check your identity. So maybe that's a little bit of a business tip that they're giving away. Spend more than 500 to actually have some effective influence. Otherwise, it's just wasted money. Under the Honest Ads Act, digital platforms with at least 50 million monthly views would need to maintain a public file of all electioneering communications purchased by anyone spending more than $500. The public will actually be able to see the sort of information behind advertisers. Mm. If you see something you think is quite contentious, you'll be able to find out who and, and you know, when that was posted and even potentially the addresses and stuff. I don't know. That may be stuff that, that Facebook keeps, but a lot more transparency for advertisers using the social platform. And I think with all of what they're suggesting, particularly through these Senate inquiries that Mark Zuckerberg is, is going through, mm. it does seem to be that there is a, sort of regulation is now inevitable for not just Facebook, but what social media can and can't do in terms of keeping your content how you advertise and how you make money off this. I think just with the way that Cambridge Analytica scenario has all come about, it's now looking more likely that regulation will be just part of social media. And he really did face a grilling in front of Congress. uh, We've tweeted video snippets of it on our website, beyondinfinity.com.au. There's heaps of stuff on YouTube showing him literally facing hours and hours of being grilled by people. In some cases, they were older generation members of Congress who didn't necessarily get all the technical stuff. There were some questions. That's right. There were some criticisms of the, I think it was five minutes per question. There wasn't much time for follow-up questions Mm -hmm. to drill deeper and to really cross-examine his answers. He's a little guy. He's, I think he's only 5'7". Mm-hmm. He was sitting on a special blow-up seat to sort of elevate him and give him a bit more <laughs> stature in front of Congress. Just finally, and you may have received a message, I think it was Monday the 9th, thereabouts, of April 2018. Facebook was going to message 
87 million users around the world whose data may have been shared with Cambridge Analytica. Of them, more than 300,000 Australians may have had their private data used without their knowledge. So you may have received a message from Facebook about this, letting you know, again, in the interests of transparency, that your data has been shared. We would love to hear from you. Please go to our website, beyondinfinity.com.au. You'll find our Twitter info there. And, uh, the only would... thing that I'll add into that is that um, I received, I think it was about two days ago, hmm. once I updated the app, a little notification, it actually played an, an audible sound as well, which is one of the first notifications with an audible sound that I've had for some time. Right. And it was about asking me to check my security settings and it took me to a page which showed all of the third-party apps that have had a Facebook connection, some which were inactive, most of them were still active as well. And it was things that I hadn't actually used in years. So it gave me the option to then go through and and remove that association there and therefore preventing that app from continuing to take my data. 98.7, 98.3, RPP, the Peninsula's biggest variety. You're listening to From the Vault, the best of the Beyond Infinity radio show. Where we look back over some of the most interesting science and tech stories we've covered over the years. I mean, how many billions of users are on Facebook? Over two billion. Yeah. Not even three. It's an incredible social network. And there are plenty of other social networks. But Facebook is coming under a little bit of fire and a lot of hard questions of late, particularly with its practices on monitoring its uh, users. So it's no surprise that businesses can target users based on their location and their interests. And that's quite easy to do. I've advertised through Facebook before, even for this program. And I've advertised for users that are interested in science and technology and that like podcasts and that are based maybe in you know, throughout Victoria, for example. But sometimes you question, well, how did they know certain things about this how do they come to that opinion because perhaps someone likes podcasts but they've never actually clicked a podcast link in their facebook page they've never really liked a page that's to do with that so you've got to wonder how that happens and Mm. there's a youtube user and there's actually a few videos available but the youtube clip that i saw was of a user that was doing a test based on audio Mm. and so he said that he was concerned that facebook was listening in to conversations and to everything and then analyzing all the words and then serving up ads based on those words. Mm. So what he did is he and his partner, they held up the phone and they started talking about cat food. Now, neither of them have a cat. I think he said that they haven't had a cat in 20 years. And they talked about, oh, we have to get some cat food. We have to buy cat food and continued to repeat that. And I think over the course of the day, they repeated it many times. Now, it doesn't show every interaction that it has. Now, uh, about two days later, uh, in his Facebook feed, he actually saw uh, some ads which were about where to buy cat food. Mm. Now, I'm a little bit hesitant in terms of saying, oh, look, you know, I've got your Facebook, here you go, you can't do this, because we don't know for a fact, we don't know 100% certainty that he didn't do some kind of research on cat food. All it takes is maybe typing it in once onto a website, and that could be the indicator. But you, you said that you went into your settings just because as a result of this story, you checked your own Facebook settings and you made sure you, there was there was a toggle or something which could turn off 
Individual permissions, yeah. Individual so, permissions uh, that, that allowed your microphone to be used by Facebook. Exactly. So mm. it was off already, but basically with Android, because I'm an Android user and have been for years, from Android, I think it's 6.0 onwards, which is now a few years old, you uh, get to basically set permissions for each app. So sure. if, for example, with Facebook... Often just after installation or as you install. That's right. It yeah. might say, well, look, we need permission to use your camera and mm. we need permission to use your phone. Or, or location and, and services. Loca- mm. So there's a number... And I think with Facebook, there's about seven or eight different ones. Mm-hmm. And I have previously... I'm not sure when I did this, but I've gone in and I've actually said, well, you, I don't see why you need my microphone, so I'm turning that off. Yep. So I have that option. So that I don't expect that by me even saying this now on air that uh, my phone will suddenly serve me up cat food ads even though i have a cat but it is funny how and you're never sure exactly why but there's and there's a sort of serendipitous side to it you know we don't we don't necessarily think to ourselves oh i got this ad or i keep getting this email or but it is amazing you can almost you almost get to the situation where you've thought of something oh i need don't can't forget to get the fish food or something yeah and sure enough you'll see an ad the next time you look at the screen there's an ad for this thing that you've you might have only just thought about and, and funnily enough it is it actually happened and I'm not sure it, it was cut the before the horse or not but talking to, to my partner and she was like oh you know what do you want as a birthday present and we're talking about well I'd like to get a record player and I was must have been within a couple of hours that I actually started seeing uh, records uh, on Facebook you know things like that not record players but actual records mm. I'm like I don't recall doing any searches and so it was a bit like a moment but maybe I did so I was a little bit confused at that point I haven't done a full test case scenario yet but now Facebook have come out and they have strongly denied and you know the vice president of advertising Rob Goldman he's actually denied the claims that they're using the microphones to eavesdrop on conversations and analyze all that in any situation whether you turn it off or or not yeah they've come out strongly and said that is not the case Uh, there are a number of users that uh, Facebook users that have done videos Um, it is easy to game the system so a video can lie to you I'm not going to deny that Mm. but there is a number of people if you do a search you know whether it be Facebook, microphone listening, ads, something like that, you, you'll come across them. There's also a few tweets. For example, uh, Ollie Winton, his at symbol is Oliver Winton. Um, my roommates and I were talking about taking part in clinical trials. We then saw ads for clinical trials. So there's a few case scenarios which we're seeing on Twitter and, and other sites where people are saying, well, I talked about it and now I'm seeing these ads. So if, if it's a concern for you, if you don't want Facebook to be listening in and you're an Android user, you can go to your settings. So go to the app settings, so settings and then go to apps, find the Facebook app and then you'll see uh, permissions. And that's provided you're an Android 6 or above and uh, then you'll be able to actually turn that microphone off because f- no, we don't need Facebook listening to every single well, word. Well, absolutely, but, they may, but it's interesting that they say so vehemently that they don't use that and yet they bother to include it as a function you know of the software of the app it's more likely that it could be if your voice command voice command or if you're going to do a live stream for example you mm-hmm. know you've got the video the camera sure. but you might actually then need the microphone to record that conversation so at that time i would then turn on the permission but then after a live chat i can turn it back off you have that flexibility and then they have deep learning to, i mean they could almost be reading your mind because they know so much about you you've got your profile you've you've ticked yes to that 300 page terms and conditions thing so really who knows what they're using and we know that that ai is part of it mm-hmm. and that's a growing in strength and growing in power it's almost at the point where they could be reading your mind i just checked a couple of quick statistics on facebook there are now over 2 billion monthly active facebook users as of june 2017 there are 1.15 billion mobile daily users uh, 1.3 billion people on average who log into facebook daily as daily active users 
which represents a 17% increase year over year. Uh, 1.74 billion mobile users for December 2016, which is an increase of 21%. On average, the like and share buttons are viewed across almost 10 million websites daily. Mm. And I must just add one final note because based on all that, I've actually been using the marketplace to sell a few things from around the home of late and Mm. I get a huge interest out of that. I mean, we're selling a chest of drawers at the moment and I think within five minutes of posting it up, I had three people say, I'm interested. And so it it is getting people viewing the product. So if you're looking to sell something, then Facebook could be a good option for you. It's amazing, isn't it? You're listening to Beyond Infinity. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our program website, beyondinfinity.com.au, where you'll find our complete back catalogue of over 600 podcasts. That's beyondinfinity.com.au. Yeah, listening to From the Vault, the best of Beyond Infinity. And uh, just continuing the theme on Facebook, uh, things can go horribly wrong when people jump to conclusions, take the law into their own hands and try to shame people on social media. So I wanted to cover in this a little bit of the dangers of social media. Mm, and this was an interesting story. This yeah, one. look, uh, it's, it's upsetting, but I think we'll possibly see more of this kind of thing uh, growing over time as social media uh, gets bigger. Mm. And this is a story of a, a man who was doing some shopping. I believe he was out by himself. And there was a, a sign or a big display at the front of a uh, department store. And that was a Star Wars sign. And it was, I think it was May the 4th be with you, the the, the Star Wars. The 4th of whatever it is that's going to be launched. Yep. 4th and, of June or something. So he was standing in front of that. He had the camera. He held the camera up and was taking some selfie photos in front of the display. He was wanting to show his kids. Unfortunately, though, the way he was holding his phone, as those who have taken a selfie know, it looks like you might be taking a photo from the other side in you know, to, in terms of uh, away from you. And this is what a lady had thought, and her kids were in front of the camera. And she actually thought that this man was a creep, yep. took a photo of him, mm. and then uploaded onto Facebook where she actually called him out and said, this man is a creep. And yep. Okay, people, take a look at this creep. Yeah, and this went viral pretty quickly. So she had the status set to public. There is two options when you upload things. Mm. By default, you may have this set to private in terms of it's only available to your friends or people you're connected with. She had her settings set to public where others could see this. Mm. So straight away, there were people commenting, oh, this man is terrible, this is disgusting, and it just went around. To the point where he was getting threats from people. That's right. And he found out, I think, through whether it be his brother or someone had then contacted and said, is this you? He, had, mm. he then went down to the police station and fortunately he had the photos to prove what he was actually doing because mm. he was able to say, well, look, yes, I was there, but I was taking the selfie photos for my kids. Yep. So the police were straight on it. They contacted the lady. The post was taken down, but the damage at that stage was, was, was pretty bad. Yep. He was labelled a pedophile. I mean, this is, this is really damaging for a very innocent thing. So the, the word of warning is... If you think that there's something going wrong, report it to police. Yeah, and he he said it was embarrassing enough to be standing in front of Darth Vader, to be honest. Yeah. And then he goes on to say that we're a very strong community-minded family and we've never had any issue with any form of impropriety and all of a sudden my name is smeared. 
I would like people to understand the perils of social media, especially unreliable and uncorroborated information. Mm, mm. So, look, if, I won't read the rest of her post because it was more than you know. Take a look at this creep. It was actually there's you know a few quite a few words in there. Yeah, and it was you know labelling him certain things, and mm. you know this is what we were doing. Now, since this article it was shared twenty thousand times, yeah, it's mm. it gone viral. It's been shared a lot. People have seen it. I've no doubt there will be some ramifications, legal ramifications that will happen from this. Mm. She, I believe, the lady in question who posted this this photo has had death threats herself. She has is quite upset about it. Look, I'm lacking a little bit of sympathy at the moment because mm. she has jumped the mark and said, yep. you know, this guy is doing this. But I also don't agree that she should be attacked on social media. It's not really the well, right it's, thing it's, to do. It's exactly what it's the mistake that she's made. Other people are now making it. You know, right. It's just in making the whole worse. situation worse. That's right. Yeah. The key thing is here be careful of what you post in any scenario whether it's good or bad if it's something you think is illegal go Mm. to the police with it absolutely because if you are wrong Mm. then you could end up in a situation like this you're listening to from the vault the best of the beyond infinity radio show where we look back over some of the most interesting science and tech stories we've covered over the years John, a really interesting feature that you've got for us about Facebook and, and perhaps people becoming slightly jaded with that service. I guess anecdotal with my friends over the last mm. couple of years, we've sort of talked about how it's, Facebook in particular, it's become very frustrating, very annoying. It's not necessarily the place that you want to go anymore. I think it's more by habit that, that I would go to Facebook. I mean, I don't have a huge number of friends on there. I'm not in the, you know, thousands. I've got a couple hundred friends, I think, on Facebook. I've been on the service since probably about eight or nine years, so a fairly long time. So it's shortly after, or maybe a year or two after it became, you know, public, you know, once it got out of the university, and I remember back in, the, in that day, that time, it was a really good service because it was new, it was different. I mean, we had MySpace and there was a few other things, but Facebook just, it was fresh, it was different and it was a better way to connect with, with friends. And the key there is connecting with friends and it is about posting an update, here's what I'm doing, here's where I'm going and your friends can then share that experience with you, whether it be through photos or video or just um, you know, likes and, and, and comments. Hmm. Then over the years, what we, what I found, and I think what some of my friends found, is that it turned into more of a bit of a promotion service. Personal profiles then started to be promote their own uh, ways, and they might be involved in a business themselves, and they were promoting things there. They might have a, p- a political opinion, which maybe I wouldn't share with them, and I didn't like necessarily seeing every day that particular political opinion. Mm. And then it grew more into businesses with Facebook pages. They would come in and then start, if you like this page, you get updates from this business. Now, I do, don't get me wrong, I do like Facebook and I do like the system, but I think what it's become is a little bit polluted with too much of the page element side of things. So when I log on, I probably find that you know, three out of four of the, the different posts I'm looking at are either to do with a business page or a news service or a political post rather than an actual friend update. So that might even be more. It might be nine out of ten. I'm actually seeing less and less of the stuff that attracted me to the service originally mm. versus all this political and promotion. And this seems to be backed up now by a study that was, that was recently carried out. And this is new research from Bridge Ratings. And it's actually showing that uh, more people are becoming dissatisfied with Facebook it's of the same sort of opinion that they're tired of being bombarded with political posts or posts which are related to 
the pages of the friends that you follow. So, for example, you know, you and I are friends on Facebook, and then you like a page which I don't like or haven't yet, you know, seen or. or Anything that you do to interact with that page, it will show me. And it's, right. And it's like, I don't, you know, so what? I don't care. Does that depend on the, on the sort of privacy settings that you've got or that's just a standard there thing are, that happens? There's a number of factors in it. So it, it can be where you adjust some privacy settings, but it generally is in one way, it's a good way for businesses to get known because if I like a certain page, well, that business wants, you know, my friends to know about it because then it can share through social sharing. And I get that, I understand that. But this is where when you've got it all the time and every one of your friends might like certain pages, then all of those pages are trying to promote through the friends, through sponsored posts or through organic posts. Then you're starting to see, you know, well, hang on, why am I seeing information on this? I don't, I'm not interested in this at all. Mm-hmm. So I've taken to hiding certain things that I see. If I see a friend that uh, has posted useless political stuff on a regular basis, I hide them. I don't unfriend them because I still want to be friends. There's all that Facebook etiquette stuff that you have to mm-hmm. go through. Mm-hmm. I do have a rule that if you wouldn't stop on the street and actually go and speak to someone, then why are your friends on Facebook with them? Mm-hmm. You can cull them. But there's certain people I'm happy to speak with. I just don't necessarily care for their political opinions. So that's Mm. why I hide. I'm not the only one that does this. There's a lot of people that are in that same boat. And it is looking that the largest decline in this report that was from Bridge Ratings is is the 35 to 44-year-old demographic. And I'm right in that sweet spot there. Mm. And that's the people that who were maybe in college when Facebook came out or were first introduced sort of, you know, many years ago. And this is, again, where I fit into it. And in 2012, it was just 25% of them of the people in this age category that said that they were not using Facebook as much as they used to. But that's actually now risen to 40% in 2017. So there's been quite a jump in that. And if we look at you know millennials, so those a little bit younger, the under the 35-year-old, and I know there's going to be a disagreement and argument about what a millennial is, but let's say anyone sort of under 35 age bracket, it's shown that the 31% in 2017 12 said they used Facebook less often than previously but then that was only jumped to 35 percent up in 2017 there's a small increase for the younger generation I guess they've grown up with it a lot more than say what I have or you have but there is a distinct dissatisfaction that's that's coming about I'm not here saying it's the end of Facebook it is a huge social network and it will be for many many years but I'm looking at it from the point of view of what it was to what it is. Mm. It used to be an amazing platform to just connect with friends and get updates and share photos. What it's become is very much about how a business can connect or get to you to show you their product, their service, their offers, what they're doing. It's also become where politics has is, is, is really come into it, where that whether that be you be in the US and you're getting messages about who to vote for or who your friends are voting for, whether you're in Australia and you're getting political messages about policy or, or what's happening there. Mm. It's very much that. In some situations, I do like seeing that that news and those updates. And that, th- yeah. that thought that what you're seeing is kind of because it's neutral when in fact it's been very much put together based on a profile that's been yes. assembled over the years about you and what you're interested in. So it's, as we've talked about before, reinforcing your biases. You becomes know, an echo, to that chamber. echo chamber. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And, and this is a real problem. You're not necessarily getting news from news sources. If you have a preconception on an idea and then you only get your news through Facebook, then you might be fed the same kind of idea but it might be 
fake news. It might actually be false. And news aggregators do that. So Facebook's become a news aggregator effectively, as Twitter has. Google News, for example, is is a classic news aggregator. And that as well is very much tailored to what your interests and what your biases Mm. are. Mm. So if you pop a browser window, and I think, I mean, I clear out cookies and all that sort of stuff, but they've still got a record of what you've you've done. So so, uh, you tend to get news from the likes of Google News that is tailored very much to you. So instead of getting clean slate Mm. of stuff that's happening in the world that you might be interested in, you're getting stuff that you will be interested in based on your history. That's right, yeah. Facebook, it's going to be around for many years. I mean, there's how many billions of users? I'm not even sure Mm, now. Well over a billion, one and a half billion or something crazy. I think think it's like nine out of 10 every social media users is actually on Facebook. That's not surprising at all. So there's no question it's going to be around for years, but the problem I see is that if it continues down the same path, gets even more saturated with these political or business posts then what we'll see is an increase in dissatisfaction now that doesn't mean people will necessarily leave the service they'll just be more dissatisfied because it is habit forming i mean if you've got the app on your phone then you're probably going to open up the app when you get up in the morning when you're having a break a number of times during the day you'll you know log on to see what other rubbish is on there. It'll just be a you know, regular thing, five or six times a day just logging on. Apparently there's 1.86 billion monthly active users. Uh, yeah. That's according to Statista.com. I did some more research on this and I did find a, a story which was recently written by a lady named Lydia Smears and uh, she put this in The Guardian and I'll link to it in our show notes. She actually performed a little bit of an experiment and she deleted her social media apps because she says they were turning her into an idiot. <laughs> uh, in, in a way, I can I can see where she's coming from. And she (laughs) talks about in the article that back in January, she deleted all social media apps from the phone and uh, she avoided uh, engaging on anything because whilst she had the apps on the phone, she was avoiding living, as she says. She was avoiding anything that was challenging or anxiety-inducing because basically she'd open up Facebook, open up Instagram or Twitter, all the different social apps, and then she might have a a feeling of dissatisfaction about her her life. I mean, she's not living up to that, uh, the the life that others put onto these social media platforms, Mm. which can be fake anyway. A lot of people put up photos to show, you know, down, fake download some photos of a, a tropical island and post them and that's say, right. look at me. Look at me, that's right. So she did this experiment and she talked about how she historically used it. She might open uh, Facebook, then Instagram, then Messenger. It might then close it and then reopen it again to see if there's new messages popping up. But that kind of fed into this you know, dull and boring and, and, and nothing happening kind of lifestyle. Mm. But once she deleted these, uh, she had freedom and she realized that she wasn't feeling bad anymore and then she, she had to actually deal with the other tricky emotions that she might have she might be actually living life a bit more so i'll link to the article it's a good read it's it's well worth um having a read through the the full article Mm, because she touches upon time wasting and uh, how it's not really beneficial to what she's been and might even be making her depressed You're listening to From the Vault, the best of the Beyond Infinity radio show. Where we look back over some of the most interesting science and tech stories we've covered over the years. I just wanted to talk quickly about Facebook and maybe if you were to quit it, would you be happier? And a study Mm. was done recently to pretty much confirm that. So there was the Happiness Research Institute in Copenhagen. Yes, that it does exist. Mm. They took a group of 1,095 Facebook users and split them into two groups. Okay. And basically they said to one half of that group, continue as normal. But the other half, they basically said, cold turkey, avoid Facebook and and get off it. Now, they said the results were incredibly revealing that after 
uh, just seven days, 88% of the group that left Facebook said they felt happy as opposed to 81% of the group still using the site. So right. Happy. So there was, a, there was an improvement there. Uh, but they also found that ditching Facebook also appeared to reduce stress levels by as much as 55%, which mm. was some pretty strong results. Now, I've got a link to that story and across to the study that will go up onto the website. Mm. Uh, look, I do see that users of Facebook tend to put up pictures where they're having a good time. Mm. So there might be a sense of envy from mm. other people. Mm. They might be sitting at a pool in Bali, for example, and you go, oh, I want to be there. And so the person that's putting that photo up might be like, yes, I'm here and they want some jealousy. Now, I've done that myself. And so I completely understand. But if you're constantly seeing all these pictures of other people doing these amazing things, mm. you think, well, I'm not doing... You know, you know I heard, I heard well, I mean, there's all sorts of nicknames for it. One of them is Waste Book. And, <laughs> and I heard someone liken it. Uh, I thought it was a good description. They said it's, it's like a Who magazine of your friends. <laughs> It's that same kind of sort of slightly yeah. junky there's no de- sharing trivia. There's no denying there is some rubbish on there. There, mm. there is absolute banal kind mm. of... But it's interesting but, how actual surveys, empirical studies are finding that people who don't use it are actually happier than people who do. Interesting. Well, it, it depends, I guess, because they've studied people that, that have used Facebook. So getting off it makes you happier. So I, I don't know how that applies to someone that has never been part of it. So do you does your happiness decrease if you use Facebook? Or is it just that when you use it, then you get off, then you actually become happy? Do you, ha- do you have to be unhappy to be happy? Yeah. So look, it's, it's an interesting study. Have a have a look at the website beyondinfinity.com.au and we'll have a link after the show which takes you to that study. Thanks for listening to From the Vault, the best of the Beyond Infinity radio show. For our complete back catalogue, head to beyondinfinity.com.au. You can also engage with us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter. 